Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Trevor Keza. I'm a super chub, and I am here to podcast. He's <laughs> he's oh. Miss Bossy today. <laughs> we were looking at um. I mean, when I say we, I mean the royal we is an I. <laughs> looking at big dog shirts, and there was one of the the women's big dog shirts that just said little or no. It was just Miss Bossy exclamation point. And, <laughs> and I, I really said, wanted my baby it. has to have that shirt. <laughs> and I looked at the, it's like, what size does it go to? And they have up to 6X and 6X is sold out and small is sold out, which I think is like perfect for that shirt. Because I think if you're Miss Bossy, you're either me or, I don't know, some skinny lady. <laughs> Well, hi, my name is Michael. I'm a chubby chaser, and I'll, I'll, it's not technically true in this room, but I'll say it for Dan because he won't say it. I'm Mr. Bossy. <laughs> because I want to get that shirt for uh, my Michael. <laughs> hey there, my name's John. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood, and today I am a well-sandwiched sandwich boy. <laughs> uh, we are actually recording our second podcast of the day. No, this <laughs> and I have been. We do them all live. They John. don't want you to know. It's all live. They're trying to keep it from you. Knock, knock, knock. Uh, Who is it, Mr. Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> We'd like a word. Nobody home. <laughs> Nobody home. <laughs> Oh boy. Dan. <laughs> Hello, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and authorized car carrying, unionized chubby chaser. <gasps> There's a union? Yes, there is. How unionized. do I get in? Oh, well, yeah. well you know, the, the, you the, actually have to get uh, cards and waivers first. You know? <laughs> I believe we referenced the chaser union in an earlier episode. <laughs> Dues are steep. <laughs> but are they wise? <laughs> well, they're heavy. Thank you to our always Patreon, Patreon surprise. The patrons. Pa- patrons. Patro- patronuses? Patronuses. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> the, the, Patreon, the Patreon is super helpful to us. We're very grateful for us for it. We're grateful for us too. <laughs> I'd like to thank me. <laughs> I'm hungover and I'm sandwiched. So I no, you're not, Don. And- it's a month from now. Our Patreones. We are very grateful for our Patreon subscribers. Like ravioli. The money that the money that you provide us helps us keep bringing out the podcast as often as we do, and. We, as a special thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers, we even put out little videos and occasionally mm-hmm. short episodes for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. go on over and check us out on Patreon. Yeah. Thank you for being the adult in the room, Don. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's over. Yeah. I think Michael's... Back to Miss Bossy. <laughs> uh, Michael's going to be the, the bossy man and press the button. Oh! Take us right on in. Right on in. pop culture. And I feel like, I don't know, I haven't seen Naked Boys singing, but I feel like this is the same kind of vibe. Well, you know, there's only five people on the earth, including you, who have not seen Naked Boys singing. It's been around for well, I'm, I'm the other one, apparently. Yeah, I haven't either. I've seen Full Monty, but I'm assuming these aren't related. This is the original Full Monty. This is, oh. this is, hey, what if we had a re- musical review of songs and the, and the hook is the guys are naked? Okay, okay, I get it. So th- it's, it's sort of like... Um, because Full Monty is sort of like the precursor to that, then. Or not precursor, but like it's the prelude. It's the softcore version. Well, and the well, other- no, but Full Monty ends with the Full Monty, whereas yeah. this sounds like it, the whole Wait, thing do, is that. Do they actually show anything at the end in the, on the stage version? They, the, what, the, what they, they don't they do, do the movie. No, what they do is like everyone actually takes all the clothes off, but they 
flash the, they backlight them in this big flash of yeah. light where it becomes a silhouette rather than actually seeing yeah so i don't know if they have pasties on or what yeah this is not the case in naked boys anyway yeah we're here to talk about naked boys singing <laughs> because they have cast for the current iteration which is off broadway dom giovanni uh who is a uh, how do they put it exactly a non-traditional naked boy which is a really nice politic way of saying yes because traditional in this case means abs yeah. Mm-hmm. So typically, you know, you're, and I think a lot of white boys. Typically. Um, typically. Um, you know, I guess think a gay. All the posters I remember were a gays. Yeah. It's, it's what if you wanted to go to a circuit party and be in the audience while they sang and danced. Yeah. Which has, uh, has an audience. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dom Giovanni is a fat man and he got cast. He has been doing uh, musical theater, dancing, singing, all of that stuff for years and years and years. And uh, has gotten gotten his big break, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he so they're in this article. They post uh, a couple things from his Instagram, and one of them is him dancing. I think to the music, like practicing, rehearsing the music mm. in uh, Naked Boy singing, and uh, it is fantastic. You should go check him out. Um, the, I'm getting a lot of Dexter vibes. He dances with <laughs> sass. He should have a Miss Bossy shirt. <laughs> Maybe we should that if we ever can get our shit together and find a. <laughs> Uh, shirts that actually go to very large sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that could be a big fat gay podcast shirt. Yeah, Miss Bossy. Miss Bossy. If, if you've yeah. ever wondered why we don't have T-shirts for the podcast, is because we can't find a T-shirt that will that will can be produced in sizes that would fit all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we don't, you know, and it's that thing of like we don't want to be part of the problem, like putting things out there that not everybody who enjoys the podcast could participate mm-hmm. in. Yeah. So congrats to Dom Giovanni. Uh, if you're in the New York area, check out. Naked, Naked Boy Boys singing. singing. Um, if you, I don't know, if you're a listener and you go check it out, let us know. Um, I don't know, maybe Dom Giovanni listens. I, I don't mm-hmm. think so, but if you do, uh, congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Congratulations. You're going to be great. We would go see it if we were in New York. Dan and Trevor might end up in New York at some point. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I don't know why I put my phone away. It's not like the show's <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> it's, we're still here. Um <laughs> on a completely different note <laughs> in terms of I don't know representation question mark there is a video that has kind of been going around uh from Bangkok of plus size clothing stores with uh <laughs> the names, names of the plus size clothing yeah. stores names are awesome if you listen back if if you if you've read my book there's there's a different relationship in asia to fatness and it's it's not that it's good but it's not taboo can I read it? Can I read some of these? Yes. yes. Okay, here we go. Buckle up. Um, and these are the names of stores. These are the names of actual stores. The first one is BB Fat, B-E-E-B-E. Then there's Fat Girls. <laughs> then there's Fatty Fat Girl. <laughs> I think I'm, there's a, I'm a fat, love fat calories. Girl. Love calories. Moo Moo. Uh, Thai Fat. Fat Cat. <laughs> this is a good one. Um, and that, yeah, that's all of them. Well, that's all of them in the video, at least. I'm sure there are more. Well, I, I wanted someone to go inside and like, okay, so what do they sell? Is this for, is this for tourists? Cause the names are in English. Oh. Is this just, we like English. So that's why the names are in English. Is this for fat Thai women? Is this for, yeah, what is this? I was saying like, I actually like most of the names except for Moo Moo. And Moo is the only one, but if they sell actual Moo Moo, <laughs> I'm going to be okay with that. Well, your reaction is spot on with a lot of the comments that this has received on TikToks, which is like, this is kind of honest and good and yeah. empowering except maybe for Moomoo. yeah <laughs> I, I it's funny i think love calories is actually the worst yeah i mean oh, the worst i guess 
But I don't. I, it's they're just, so silly that I'm like not offended. I love fatty fat girl. Fatty fat girl. Because I think there is like. A oh, you whole, would you would totally shop at fatty fat boy. A mood <laughs> and a vibe. Fatty fat sandwich ranch. And I think there's like. Uh, actually, this is another thing I meant to grab, but there's a in uh, Japan. There's a magazine um that's like a plus size men's kind of like fashion thing and it's mr chubby nice mm. um mr chubby yes uh well and there is a uh you know they have my the, name is mr chubby <laughs> that's a great bond villain come on sorry <laughs> uh, there's um a j-pop group that's um marshmallow girls nice <laughs> yes. which nice. i love it's like i want to be a marshmallow boy <laughs> a marshmallow boy and i'll shop for outfits at fatty fat boy <laughs> I hate to break it to you, Trevor, but I think you already are. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I would maybe like hate uh, king size less if they were like mm. fatty fat boy. Because <laughs> like that's really, I feel like kid, there's nothing king like about king size. King yeah. size is very much like the fatty fat boy store. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless you count drapery as king size. <laughs> every, I mean, every time you single it out, it, like I mean, it's the husky section all over again. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and I think that's why this is so appreciated because I said, like I said, most of the commentary is positive about yes. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I th- because I think in, in, it reminds me of something that Tigris was talking to me about where there is, there's a real generational difference between the old guard uh, fat activists who are like, how dare you? How dare you label us this way? And like, um, let's say something like uh, there's a there's a fat activist site with a whale on it uh, as a feature of the website, mm. and like people who are offended by having a whale on the cover, and then much younger Gen you know Gen Z who are like yeah whale that's hysterical well, you know and you know, <laughs> I mean, and they're also fat people you know? you know Jess Baker's book Land Whale and kind of like the there's a lot of yeah Land Whale is the title of, of her book yeah yeah Fatty Fat Boy that's my I think that that's a T-shirt God damn it Fatty Fat Boy <laughs> that that's another. <laughs> Uh, so there's Miss Bossy, Miss Bossy, Fatty Fat Boy, and Fatty Fat Boy. <laughs> oh, baby, you would rock that. So one of the concerns of these these show of these uh, store names, of course, is that it might increase fat stigma. Um, so they, luckily that that segues us very nicely into our Fat Watch segment. Oh, yes, As like, button. <laughs> fat Stigma Watch 2023. Yes. <laughs> is this all me? This is yeah. This yeah. is one I of those the expected look I get from Michael. And I'm like, what? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> we yeah, get to. This, this is, is a, one of those fat watches yeah. where we all get to kind of kick back and, and <laughs> watch, Dr. Dan. Watch no, Dan I just all right. So Reagan Chastain, who is one of my very favorite champions of uh, fat activism, uh, she has a, a new le- newsletter, and one of the things that has just come up in the newsletter is a review of a study from last year. So the study is about how to protect oneself from fat stigma. Mm -hmm. And the question asked by the study, and again, talked about by Reagan Chastain, is where does it, you know, where is it most harmful? For example, there is certainly anti-fat bias out there in the world, but there's a particularly pernicious kind of anti-fat bias when it's internalized. Mm. And so the question becomes, how does anti-fat bias become internalized where you have become the oppressor of your fat body? 
you've, you know, not that it's not out there as well, but there's definitely a difference between people who seem to have taken that on mm -hmm. and the people who have not taken it on and a very active conversation between a lot of fat people of like, wow, you seem so confident. How do you do it? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, where does that lie is the question of this study. And it's, it's really remarkable because it's the first time the study has ever been looked at or the study, first time a study has looked at you know, fatness as stigma, and then where is the stigma coming from? How does it show up? And the idea is like, how can we protect ourselves from anti-fat bias? Anyway, so it is the first of its kind, and the authors, of course, are the first to point out that a lot more work needs to be done, and there are, there are some things about the study that I'll talk about in a second. But basically, what I really love about this is it starts, it, first, it starts with the conversation that is fat and identity, because very much like we've talked about on a previous podcast, there are some people who relate to fat as I am fat, that is my identity, and then people who relate to being fat as a condition, Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as, you know, I used to be thin, but now I'm fat, or sometimes I'm fat, sometimes I'm thin. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's relevant is because usually if you look at a lot of social justice, if you identify as part of a, uh, a stigmatized community, your first way out is get leave the stigmatized community. Like mm -hmm. if you want to stop being shit on, get out of the group that's being shat on. And so that's the impetus for a lot of dieting. But then there, we, even if you don't do that, there is within that two other things where one is, well, maybe the stigma is right. Like I am fat and I do need to lose weight and it's a terrible thing that I'm fat. Or that it's, you know, I just don't want to be shat on anymore. Mm -hmm. So this idea of like, where is it coming from? So anyway, the study breaks this down. It's, the results are rather complex, but the finding that we really should, should be talking about is that the, even among people who don't identify as fat, who don't think I'm fat, I'm fat for life, always been fat, even among people who aren't that, the best way to seem to avoid fat stigma internally is to recognize that this is coming from the outside, mm -hmm. that it's not something, as we talked about before, like the air you breathe. Right. That, that like, oh, I'm fat and therefore X, Y, Z. It's no, it's not just therefore it's it, that there is a, a, the more one is aware of the oppression of the anti-fat bias, the more one is protected from anti-fat stigma. And that you'll find that people who are finding their way out of the self-abuse of fat stigma are finding that, Hey, wait a minute, I am being discriminated against. Yeah. You, you can't escape it until you recognize it. Well, and, and also that once you recognize it as an external force, and I'm not, and this is nothing to do with like whether you should be fat, whether you shouldn't be fat, blah, 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 mm -hmm. but just that as you recognize it as a social force, you gain more power over it because suddenly it, it's something you can deal with. It's external to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's also helpful because once you recognize what issues you're dealing with are actually coming from an outside source, then you can start dealing with the, the problems you're creating within yourself, mm -hmm. right? And, and identifying them becomes easier, right? When, when all of your internal feelings are sort of mixed up with everything that's coming at you, it can be very difficult to actually address what you're able to, right? Because it, it gets clouded and camouflaged. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. And I think also it's externalized at you, but it is someone's internalized toxicity that they have, you know, was external to them. And it is this like just kind of feedback loop of everything being regurgitated. Yeah. I should also mention secondarily that, so where does this study come from? Like, who did they study? And that 
kind of brings us back to our old conversation about where are the men in fat activism? Because the sample size, they had 1,200 people respond. They sent out like an internet questionnaire. But I think 86% of the respondents were female, mm. identified as female. Mm. Uh, and then another 10% identified as non-binary or something. But, you know, so like, I think about all like 9.6% identified as men. Hmm. And that doesn't invalidate the study necessarily because they're talking about internalization, but it does beg the question, is this still true in men? Right. Does this, does this idea that you need to recognize external forces also apply to men? Or does it just prove the point of like, well, men aren't that affected? <laughs> or like what, what we, and again, as the authors say, more study is needed, but I would just cry out like, guys, we need to start talking about this. Yeah. We need to keep talking about this. Mm -hmm. Have the conversation. Yeah. Even if it's I mean, just like responding to a study. Well, or maybe the study didn't get to them, right? Like if you think about how did the study get promulgated, it got forwarded. Well, who do you form, you know, so it went out first probably to a bunch of fat activists and then, well, who did they send it to? Well, they sent it to a lot of their other friends who, mm -hmm. who are, who's interested in this. Oh, all their female friends. It doesn't, I, I, and this is totally opinion. I'm not backing this up with any sort of science, but in my, in my experience, I feel like most like gay guys have to practice some introspection, Right. I think racial minorities in the United States have to protect to do some introspection to be able to to operate in the modern world. I think just simply as a male, you're considered the baseline neutral. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you you're not as inclined towards introspection because you're the average, right? So unless you think about it and actually have a personal identity that roots in fatness, it's you're not going to be able to participate in a study like this. And since so many straight men I don't think do that sort of work because mm -hmm. they don't have to. Mm -hmm. They're going to be hard to find for this sort of thing. But that leads us really nicely into our concept of separating fatness and identity, mm -hmm. uh, which is our main topic today. Yeah. yeah. So this one, we this one is uh, a complex thought that we need to boil down into our sort of our jumping off point mm -hmm. before we get into it. So this came up um, initially. It was. The question, it started with the question of, okay, you're, uh, you're dating a fat guy and uh, the people, you know, the no average, whatever, civilian people around you are like, okay, whatever they think about it. But then at the point that they understand or you tell them, oh, no, I love him because he's fat, at, rather than them just sort of getting to have their image of you or like overlooking that aspect mm -hmm. of things, um, once they're confronted with no fat is part of this, um, how their perception of you changes, how they treat you differently. Well, and I, I, the way you said that is sort of telling and also it's what people hear even if you don't say it that way. I love them because they're fat. And if they didn't, and it, therefore if they weren't fat, I wouldn't love them. And it gets boiled down to that. And it's a problem in the speaking. Mm -hmm. And how I try to explain it to civilians and even to some fat people uh, is, no, I don't love them because they're fat. I just think it's really hot that they're fat. The way some people think it's right. really hot that mm -hmm. I'm muscular or really, some, somebody else is really hot because they're XYZPQ. Mm -hmm. It's just a characteristic that you find extremely attractive. Now, in some cases, that characteristic can be a deal breaker. Does that mean you don't love them? No, it's just something that you're super attracted to and you probably wouldn't date someone who didn't have that characteristic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. If, so Dan and I have been rewatching True Blood. Mm -hmm. And... We, spoilers for True Blood uh, <laughs> 10 <guess> years ago <laughs> season 3 or 4 or something <laughs> Suki finds out she's a fairy 
<laughs> no, a real fairy. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, there's this whole thing where, like, fairy blood is so delicious to vampires. And she's, mm-hmm. Bill is the one who tells her that she's a fairy because they, they've been investigating this and, like, what's so unique about her. And she's like, do you just love me for my blood? And he's like, well, I love your blood. It's <laughs> okay. Um, but he's like, I will, like, you know, if if that isn't, like, I will abstain from drinking your blood to show that I, I love all of you and not just your blood. Um, and it was just this weird thing. It's like, oh, wow, this just feels like so, Chubb so much of it, like, <laughs> the whole like fat, thin dynamic. Well, of- we, yes. And which leads to the question. So like imagine being a chaser and said like, okay, well, I just won't touch the parts of you that are fat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This idea that I just want someone to love me for me. Well, guess what? You is fat. And I don't know which part of you isn't fat. So if you could point those parts out, I'll just love those parts. You know, I, it's, well, it's really it's problematic. It's also a really interesting phrase in that I want to find someone who loves me for me mm-hmm. is a statement I have heard made by every single age, body size. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, usually in defense. Not, that you, is not fat unique. Well, yeah. and usually it's in defense of someone liking something that they don't like about themselves. Mm-hmm. And that part that they don't like about themselves is not the real them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is intrinsic to that statement. Of course, everyone wants to be loved for them, but you, no one who loves you loves just certain parts of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not this dissection table. It's this, you know, I think it comes from this whole Greek idea of mind, body, spirit. Like we 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 chop up the the, the human into separate aspects. <laughs> uh, no, which part of you isn't fat? Uh, so it's not that now, you know, are there people who are going to use you because they like that aspect of you? Yes. But that has nothing to do with the chub chaser community. That's just, that's just a shitty person. Mm -hmm. Well, no, but I mean, and you find that you find that, you know, um, you know, somebody who's into muscle worship, I get, you know, I'll I'll get guys who are like, Oh, I really want to worship your muscles. I'm like, that's great. What else can you do? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not. And so that it, it doesn't have to always be about being fat. I think a lot of times fat people come to conclusions about chubby chasers because they haven't dated non-chubby chasers. They've dealt, they've been dealing with people who will tolerate their size, not care about their size, but what they like about it is that it matches their own opinion of their body, of either their bo- their fatness being, wanting their fatness to be invisible or wanting their fatness to be properly disapproved of. Or I think just like, you know, the I think the, 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 the extreme of they're with someone who just completely objectifies them and it is not really like they are just treated as an object which can happen to anyone yeah that's not it is not fatness. In, yeah. it is not unique to fatness but it is like you know i've talked about the the whole thing of you know i have been with guys who just kind of are treating me like a piece of meat and it's like i'm not into that you know i i, I like being objectified but i want it to be a like that there's the connection there um and I don't want to be with someone that is like, oh, well, I I don't mind that you're big. Yeah, that would be a red flag for you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like, but, and I had that when I was in college and I almost went on a date with this guy, but I was like, so like, are you a chaser? He's like, oh, well, he's like, I don't mind that you're big. And it was just this weird thing of like, okay, well, either you are a chaser and you have a whole bunch of hangups about it, or it's going to be this weird thing of where I'm just going to like be super self-conscious about my body because it's like. Like, I don't know, when someone has very strong perfume mm-hmm. and you don't like the smell, but you're like, oh, well, I don't mind. But it's like, you're, it's just then kind of in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I do want to step up and say that there are people, perfectly nice, legitimate people 
who really aren't that, it's not, I mean, not bothered is, is almost a negative way to say it. They really don't care about yeah. body size that much. They just don't mm -hmm. care. Yeah. And I don't mean to say that they're lying or that they're bad people, not at all. But, but, um, but the nomenclature of if someone said like, no, it's okay. I, you know, I, I'm really into you. I, I don't care about your brown hair. <laughs> immediately that becomes a negative, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't care about X immediately sounds like I can get past that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, if someone said like, oh, I don't mind that you're muscular, we can still do stuff. Like that would be weird. And if someone says like, I don't mind that you're, you know, bigger, I wouldn't, you know, that's okay. The, di the difference is that the person who thinks they shouldn't be bigger probably likes that advance. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because that it advance. matches their own internal clock. It matches their own internal reading. I shouldn't be fat. And here's someone, because so many times people want to date someone who has the same opinion about themselves that they do, mm. right? See, if I, if I value my intelligence, I want to date someone who values my intelligence. If I value my musculature, I want to date someone who values my musculature. Not necessarily get, in, get into some sort of fetishistic worship, but just values it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what I don't want is like, oh, it's okay. I don't care that you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> right you don't want to hear that so if someone says oh wow i'm really into your size and you don't like your size that fucks with you yeah well and one of the things that i was because i was thinking about like just why it bothers me so much and i feel like if someone is just like oh it's this like neutral thing or just like we don't think about it i feel like that person wouldn't be like you know kind of take that initiative that like you do and other guys i've been with where it's like okay i want to make sure that like Mm. They will fit this plate because like they, because they don't think about my size, but like, whereas, you know, a chaser will think about like, oh, is he going to fit here? Is he going to be able to get there? Is like, I, I, baby, it's, and it's all right. I, I, I can date big guys because I don't see size. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I got us a booth. <laughs> <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> so I had a, I had an interesting thought and I'm kind of, this just popped into my head. So I kind of want to, I don't know, wheel it out and see what people think. So I was trying to think of the chaser equivalent of this. And I think that mm. I think the chaser equivalent of this, which I have not necessarily worded it this way in my head per se, but I've definitely been here, is oh, I don't mind that you're smaller. Yeah. And yeah. I've been I've been like running that through my filter of like, okay, well, what did that mean for me at the time? And how do I look at that now? And like what I look at is like I had some experiences with people that I think they valued a lot, but I felt very guilty. Guilty. Yeah, because I wasn't being authentic. I was sort of, mm. that wasn't actually true. I was saying that because I've kind of like you. Say, I was saying what? I lost me. Like, I don't mind that you're smaller. Mm -hmm. But he did mind. Oh, but he but did I, mind. But I did mind, and I wasn't even necessarily. Oh, wait, but you said that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought they were saying it to you. No. No, no, no. Oh, the chaser thing of, like, I'm the chaser. I know what I'm into, or at least I know enough. And you say, yeah. And then but I say, you know, but I don't mind that you're smaller. And then, like, okay, let's say that's what the other person wants to hear. Maybe they're a little fat, but they're not, you know, a full, you know, maybe not that much. I can tell you from a lot of botched personal experience <laughs> that no one wants to hear that even if they hate being fat, they don't want to hear, no, it's okay. You're not as fat as what I usually go for. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. There's no ever. good place to land. There's no good that. place to land that. Yeah. And, yeah. and like I said, I've fucked that up more than my fair share of times. 
And they've been very gracious about it. And I don't think they even realized it until maybe a month later or something when they're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so what if I respond, like if someone said that to me, right? Like you're, you're much smaller than I normally go for, but okay. Um, if I respond to like, yeah, I feel the same way. I normally like muscular guys, but yeah, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, that wouldn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, kind of curious. Yeah. I kind of want to try it. How now. dare you? No, but like, exactly. Like, you know, usually I go for guys with much bigger dicks, but you know, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> like, eh. Or even the reverse. Like, you know, I think even if you, if you, if you reversed the stigma, like if you said like, well, no, usually I really like guys with little dicks. It's really hot and I like how cute they are. But you know, you'll do too. There's that you there's that there's that leftover quality. Uh, yeah, there's that's that. such a like I'm just imagining some poor guy like oh 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 like what I'm like, horribly like, average size. Right? <laughs> or like my dick's too big. <laughs> no, what what I'm saying is it because what it creates is this idea of leftovers. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to be in the leftover category. That's interesting. And I I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've gone. We like this has been interesting. But I feel like we've gone off the rails from what we were actually. Well, I, I don't think. So. I don't think so because something that I deal with a lot in in the places where I speak and write is this idea of identity. You will, right. That, you yes. will not be insulted if someone responds to a part of your identity that you put that you that you put forward. Right. Right. There's a lot of variation of that, and there's a lot of. Uh, um, variance in that mm-hmm. like if you happen to be asian and someone says oh i really like asian guys that probably won't land well very there's right. so much discussion in the asian american community about exactly that, that. specific exactly conversation that. right i've never been with an asian guy before <laughs> or insert anything yeah yeah a fat guy a, mm-hmm. <laughs> a purple guy doesn't matter normally uh, i don't <laughs> go for asian guys yeah. but yeah, but that's not. Th- but it's not that they're rejecting their Asianness. It's just that they don't put any effort into that. Well, it it turns it into a novelty, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so Don, you know, case in point. Let's. I'm going to use you as my mm-hmm. as my lab rat. <laughs> so if I say cheese, cheese. <laughs> so if I say, wow, you know, I've never been with an Asian guy. How is it with you? Like <laughs> red oh, flags, God. right? Immediate red flags, right? Yeah. I mean, oh. we're not we're not getting coffee. Okay, but what if I said this? What if I said this? Mm-hmm. Wow, I've never been with a writer. How is that with you? Yeah, it's yeah, it's less. Uh, I, I know it's still weird, but it's it's less. Oh, I'm out. You know. Well, but I think you will now have a conversation about writing. Yeah. As opposed to the from where you are just going to get away from the person and not have a conversation about your Asianness. Nope. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's Asianness isn't something I've cultivated. Asian-ness exactly. Isn't something I've worked for. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. It's it's a different type of identity. Yeah, I'm you know. I'm thinking about what it would be like for like to be on the receiving receiving end of like I've never been with a white guy before, <laughs> <laughs> and like where are you from like Chicago? No, but where are you really from? <laughs> like like Sweden? Yeah, like <laughs> your family's Polish, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's 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 different because it's hmm. not stigmatized. Mm-hmm. Well, but my point about the writer thing is if it's something that you actively you actively cultivate, as Don mm-hmm. said. Like, it's part of your identity because you've made it part of your identity. Yep. 
in a way that you want to receive positive feedback for. People it's something want, you hold up for people to do. That well, way, and not just like, and not just like, oh, I'm proud to be Asian or I'm proud to be proud to be gay or whatever. But it's the idea that you want to receive praise for it. You want to receive mm -hmm. like nobody wants to receive a prize for their Asianness, but you would want to receive a prize for your writing. Yep. Well, so I mean, that may be the 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 way to discern it. And I think it's maybe not, this is not in all cases, but I think in this case, it's also something you made a choice about. Yeah. Like you, you got to say, I want to be a writer. I'm going to be good at being a writer. That's who I am. Whereas a lot of these identities that we're talking about, you have no choice whatsoever. Yeah. It just Of all is. the things about you that you find interesting, the thing I'm going to find interesting about you is the thing you have no control over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all of those other things that you think are so important are less important than that. Well, which brings us back into the topic do you have control over your size? Yes and no and no and yes. Mm -hmm. You know, that is why this is so sticky. It is why, you know, we talk about, do you identify as fat? When fat guys lose weight, one of the first things they will tell me is, yeah, but I'm not, I don't want to be thin or I'm not going to be thin or I'll never yeah. be thin. If there's always this hedge of like, don't worry, I'll always be fat. I just want to be less fat or healthy or whatever the, the, the byword is in there. And, and, and then you hear, I've heard from a lot of fat people about how being fat is so much a part of their identity. I think that's certainly true for you, Trevor. Yeah. Well, and I've also, I've known people that have, you know, they were fat and they lost weight and it's like, but they just, even though they're thin and they've stayed thin, they just can never escape that. Like the, being the fat kid that it is Absolutely. just so because it was so traumatic. Yeah. I really believe the body shapes the soul. Mm -hmm. and like when you live in a fat body for most of your early life, you're, you have a fat soul. I mean, like I, I do, <laughs> I have a fat soul. Like if, if I woke up tomorrow at 120 pounds, I Oof. would still be thinking of myself as this body type, you know? I, I wonder how much of it is, you know, cause there is a stage of extreme weight loss where it's like, oh, I fit here, I'm surprised. Oh, okay. I guess I have this body that fits here now. Yeah. But then there's another, and maybe what you're referring to, I don't know, where you're so used to being abused for your size that when it doesn't happen, you notice. Oh, oh God, yes. And absolutely. You, and you notice, and you, there's there's a lot of ways to notice it. Part of it could be resentment. Like all of a sudden, people who never talked to you before suddenly find you interesting even though you've been in their sphere for 10 years. I, when that happened to me, mm -hmm. white hot hatred, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just for a split second, just for a split second. And I want to point out that that's not universal. I have talked to people for whom that happens and the reaction is, oh, I made it. Like I'm in the club. Oh, mm. I passed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see why that's a huge relief, yeah. but it's also... Well, I mean, a primary, like I said, the primary motivation, the, the quickest way out of a stigmatized group is to leave the group. Yeah. <laughs> Not end the stigma worldwide. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot quicker to just get out of the group. If you can, if you decide you should, can, would, blah, 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 blah. That's a huge thicket of issues. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of people, yeah, they lose weight so they get treated better. When I wonder, and they may not even perceive it that way. Which it's just is, all of a sudden life looks better. I'm and, so and much. I'll be happier. honest, like it's it, you. I can't argue with that. Yeah, you know, I can't argue with someone who's just like tired, is just yeah. tired. Yeah, and when I wonder if that's part of like the you know, the, there's the class of former fat person who is just especially toxic. Yeah, to fat people, and I wonder if it's mm. that like. I don't know, self-hatred because it's like, I used to be you and I was wrong and you're, 
Why aren't you getting that you're wrong? I, I think there's there's two versions of it. I think there's the, I hated that part of myself and now mm -hmm. I hate that part of you. And there's also the, like, I did it and now I can save you. Yeah. I saved me, mm -hmm. now I yeah. can save you. I have met, yep, yep. <laughs> I And and the, the I don't know, the kind of grosser version of that, which is the person who thought they were a fat kid, but were really just a regular ass kid and then they got super, super fit. Mm -hmm. And they're like, if I did it, you can do oh, it God. too. Oh, Jesus. Like, go fuck yourself a hundred And if ways. I can do it, you should do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you have no excuse not for not doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, you just, you have no excuse. That's that's what I, there's a particular person I'm referring it's, to. Yeah. Like, yeah. People who get thin can be kind of like ex-smokers. Like, they can just be the most zealous <laughs> uh, evangelists of their new lifestyle. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think we have a tip today. Yep. yep. Yeah, we do. Yep. We're back at it. It's now that we've solved that problem. The, 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 <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the theme, I guess, this month is towels. Did you not get a towel last week? Do you still need a towel? You need more towels. Why aren't you buying towels? <laughs> um, so How the, wet were you? <laughs> so there was a Kickstarter that was successfully funded, and it was for towel, all caps. Towel! And it was towels, towels for larger bodies that come in different sizes, which I love because I think it's always like the struggle of like when you're making a bigger, like a towel bigger, like how much bigger do I make it? Yeah. And wanting to have different options. So it's like, you know, the it's towels up to 7X. I love that they're, the first line underneath, they're like their tagline is, we are towel. <laughs> um, so Tell me it's a toweling inferno <laughs> wow oh, um, they had a very successful kickstarter and they're going to be launching pre-order soon pre-orders might actually be out by the time this episode comes out um, yes, you have to I think, think a should, month in advance should follow towel buy towel, be towel towel, towel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it I love that the, and I love that there are like you're getting to a point to where it's like there's options mm -hmm. for towels for fat people. It's not just like, oh, get the fat person towel. It's like choose yeah. which fat person towel you want. Because like I want a big towel, but there is such a thing as a too big a towel for me too. Yeah, you know? It's called a bed sheet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, have grand, I, I, I only have the fitted towel left over. I don't even know how to fold well, this I, thing. I think once it, once it leaves the span of your arms, it's, <laughs> it can be difficult. And similar is the last one we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. This one also gives the sizes mm -hmm. of the measurements of the models using the towels and, and sort of correlates them to the size towel that they use. So you can kind of get a sense of like, okay, well, I'm this size. I would want this towel because yeah. they do it in X's as well. But that doesn't mean anything until you know, like, yeah, because you, you're like. not you're not trying to buy a mummy shroud. <laughs> I want or maybe yeah. maybe I want a mummy shroud. Of course, I just want you, of course you do. I want to be wrapped you, up. You want to be swaddled. Yeah, I, I think what you're missing is I'm the guy who has to roll you in it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Dirty mind. Do we got a bit? I think we got a bit. We do have a bit. All right. So since today we were talking so much about identity, and since we were talking about these awesome Chinese names for ver or Thai names for various businesses, I thought we would talk about the identity of various businesses. Um, there are some really awesome, terrible names out there for uh, oh, companies. No. Oh boy! So I've got a list Goop. here. We've got <laughs> a couple different names, um, and uh, we will see if you guys can pick out the fake business. Okay. Among the real ones. Oh, okay. okay. Once again, right, we're going to have four businesses. Three are real. One is fake. Okay. All right. First one. A, 
Amy's Winehouse. Oh boy. <laughs> B. That's got to be real. All one word. Am I gone? Funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's probably real. The, uh, C. The chewing butts. <laughs> chewing butts. Chew in butts. Okay. Chew. Are we allowed to ask what they sell? <laughs> You're allowed to ask, but I'm not going to answer until afterwards. Okay. Okay. Uh, or D. The Passmore Gas and Propane Company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think chewing butts. That's my guess. Think chewing butts. Um, yeah. Is this what's not real? Yeah. Which one is not a real business? I think it's Amy's Winehouse. Okay, we got one for chewing butts. That's pretty one tasteless. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with chewing butts as well. Okay. Well, in fact, Amy's Winehouse Thank is you the much, correct Dan. answer. That's right. Champion of copyright and patent infringement. <laughs> All right. What is chewing butts? Uh, hold on, I'm going to have to open my link. I believe it's a it's uh, like a cigar. It's a smoking bar. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I was uh, thinking. with food. Chewing butts. Um, I was okay. thinking dog toy. Oh, that yeah, that's good. Next one. All right, one Stubbs prosthetics and orthotics. Okay. The, uh, two, the uh, faux establishment, the shizzle. <laughs> C. Dan doesn't get that one. It's okay. Let's move on. Faux establishment? You're telling us that's the right answer? Fa. <laughs> oh. Spelled faux shizzle. I thought F-A-U-X. No. Uh, uh, that's probably See, it was a faux actually. establishment. I thought that was the answer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our third choice, spruce spring clean. <laughs> that's actually, I like that. And uh, our, finals, our final choice, STD contractors. <laughs> that's too funny i really want that to be real <laughs> i think i'm gonna it say is. spruce spring clean isn't okay a real one yeah i'm gonna go with that one too that sounds like a don that sounds like a don made up one i haven't really got a good idea so i'll go with that too okay well sorry guys it was for shizzle on that one really no for shizzle is not a real business uh, for real <laughs> <laughs> our final one all right Salmonella's Chicken Palace. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Uh, that really has to not be real. You know, because when you get a hankering for salmonellas, <laughs> right? A salt and battery fish and chips. I've oh. been there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that one's real, apparently. <laughs> Titanic Thai restaurant, T H A I. I'm pretty okay. sure that's also real. That's got to be real. And Frying Nemo Seafood Restaurant. <laughs> okay, well, I think <laughs> I want that to be real. What was the first one? First one is Salmonella's Chicken Palace. That's the one. That's it. That's my vote. I'm saying Salmonella. Yeah, Salmonella's, because it's just too... Well, I could see somebody being... All right, we got three for Salmonella saying they're not real, and I'm mm -hmm. sure Salmonella's Chicken Palace in Oklahoma City would be very oh my disgusting. God. It's, oh. it's Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. That's why. Yeah, the that's fake true. one on the list is... Frying Nemo? There is no fake one on oh, that list. You bastard. You tricked us. I actually did make up Frying Nemo, and then I was like, wait, I should double check this, because uh, I just assumed Disney would shut down any parody. But no, it's actually a chain... In our neighborhood, there, really? Yeah, Frying Nemo's exists in Los Angeles. So maybe it like lodged itself in your subconscious, and that's how you came up with it. I'm assuming. I mean, look at the, they're all over the place. Oh shit! Oh no, that's world. <laughs> but there's still a yeah, few of them. There's a, there's multiple Frying Nemo's all around the world. 
Around anyway, the world so the world. if you have killed and eaten a Disney character, <gasps> where could you tell us about it, Trevor? Well, we're on Facebook and Twitter. As Please don't tell us pod. about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, wait, no, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, that big bad gay pod. We're on <laughs> oh Facebook as the big bad gay pod. Just keep going. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> we're on five stars everywhere. Patreon.com. <laughs> BigPetGayPod.com. Maybe you're like me and you're just a little, you're a little tired boy. You're just ready to tuck in. You're, you're tiny. You're little, like a, the, the wanderers or the people who live in the house, little the people. You're going, you're, <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> you're going, <laughs> you take a nap under a, on a biscuit under a piece of cheese. Trevor, grab that finish line with your fingernails and pull yourself across. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Watch <the> out! <laughs> oh, it's been so many hours. You know we should do it. Now! <laughs> it's only been like eight hours of podcast. It's been 84 years. <laughs>